Welcome to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today is a little different. We're not talking about a book this week. We're doing a bit of an extension of our introduction. This is more of a getting to know us. Yeah, we think it's about time that we give you guys a little bit more of context of who we are. <laughs> As people, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, we've managed to compile a nice little list of questions and we'll go through them and hopefully you might learn a thing or two about us and get a get a judgment on who we are as people it'll be fun plus i'm very interested to hear just kenzie's answers to these questions i tried to because we have very similar tastes (laughs) yeah so i tried to switch them up a little bit but some are a bit similar but there are some doozies for sure Alrighty. so to kick things off um just for a bit of fun, because I, I see on TikTok as well, like a lot of people who are reading into books, they're kind of into like the astrology and like witchy type of stuff. So like just off the bat, what is your sign, Kenzie? I am a Sagittarius, um, which means that I am a chaotic person, basically. So they're adventurous, risk takers, and have a sharp business and sportsman mentality. You sure about that? <laughs> Sagittarius natives are known for their emotional intelligence. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, the top personality traits are funny. Sagittarius has a great sense of humor. I have been told that I'm funny sometimes. Optimist, optimistic. That's I don't believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, nurturing, sometimes. I <laughs> idealistic, energetic, curious, passionate, and friendly. Nice. I agree with them. Yeah. So what sign are you? Uh, I'm a Leo. But it's funny because, like, before they changed the, um, the like, definite, like, the dates, like, because I was 22nd, I'm born the 22nd of August. Oh, yeah. And, like, the 23rd is, like, the next sign, so it's Virgo. So, like, I feel like I'm a much more in between, like, my energy-wise. I feel like I'm more of a Virgo than a Leo, but. We shall see. I went to a psychic years ago mm. um, and they actually said that I was born at the wrong time, that I should have been born um, in like March or something. Okay. And I should have been a Pisces. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm looking up their traits. Yeah, emotionally sensitive, gracious and emotionally aware. That sounds much more like you. Yeah, intuitive, <laughs> imaginative, compassionate, romantic, adaptable, open-minded. Yep, yeah. Yeah, so that sounds more like me, so. So maybe I'm like, oh, sorry, maybe I'm like a cross of like a Sag and Pisces. I feel like because like, my mum had a cesarean for all of us and I think we're all inherently early. So like I was meant to be born in September. So yeah, they're Virgo. And then my brother, yeah, would should have been born when I was a born almost oh uh, yeah it's weird, weird how that worked out but yeah so but yeah nah I'm a straight up leo yeah the psychic said that yeah like the planets and stuff weren't properly aligned when i was born and so they would have been like more aligned if i was born in march or so oh i love it yeah and which is ironic considering like i'm super into like the planets and stuff now so <laughs> yeah it makes sense so yeah i'm just i don't know if this website is even like legit but like a leo strength is creative passionate generous warm-hearted cheerful and humorous i feel like it's me but yeah we we love that just a fun one don't we don't have to get too personal about this one but what do you do for a living i'm sure the people want to (laughs) know i am a chef by trade 
Um, but I'm going to be super cliche and say that my most important job is being a mum. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> I hate it. Get <laughs> no, very good. Very good. Um, I am a now full-time personal care assistant and I've been annoying all my friends with the whole full-time thing for a week now. So that means my schedule is going to be extra fucked. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. Work in aged care and disability and help people out and it's fun. Love it. Alrighty, now we're more getting into like, yeah, the more generic bookie type questions. And I'm sure this question is going to be quite obvious, but what are your favourite genres, Kenzie? I love modern romance and fantasy. Oh, how about that? <laughs> Me too. What oh, a really? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... And then just like even years ago, it was more like yeah the dystopian genre, which is a, I suppose a fantasy esque of its in itself. I feel like yeah that's the same for me, but also because I read a lot of John Green, and I don't know if they would be modern romances, but I would call them like the manic pixie dream girl like book. Yeah, maybe YA ro- romance. YA I guess. Yeah. Romance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And James's favorite genre is um he loves nursery rhymes. Oh, that's cute. What's his favourite nursery rhyme? Does he have a favourite? Has he kind of... Not really. He doesn't really... He's, he likes the pictures more than the words, but... Yeah. But any any that gauge more of a reaction from him? Or is it just like, again, just moving pictures, like it just all doesn't... Pictures, yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah, he also loves Bluey books. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. As you said, Bluey was a cult and you weren't going to give in to that and look at you now. Bro, I was waiting every day at 6am for the new episodes to drop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen some clips on, like, TikTok and, like, apparently, yeah, the show highlights interesting issues and all that type of stuff. So, like, it's good um, in that sense. James's father, like, will sit and watch it. Yeah, that's great. It's a very wholesome, wholesome show. And love it because it's Australian made as well. Yeah. Slowly taking over the world. Yeah, the Americans, I'm on a fan page and the Americans love it. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, next question. Favourite book slash media tropes? I feel like we'd be pretty similar. Modern, wait, favourite tropes, sorry. Yeah. Um, enemies to lovers. Um, I love smutty times with injuries, if that's a trope. <laughs> yes. Or it's a really grotesque kink that you have. Kenzie. I have a, a blood, everyone, I have a blood kink. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, (laughs) it's it's the moment where it's like I don't know if you're actually being silly or if you're serious I'm dead serious do not reveal it's okay okay. anyone who knows me knows that Um, (laughs) then I also love the one bed friends to lovers enemies to lovers um, and love triangles nice I, I, I don't mind a good love triangle so long as it's not between like all right, this is going to sound weird how I'm going to explain it, but, like, not between, like, siblings, like, two siblings fighting over somebody. Like, I don't like those types of love triangles. I think we've seen too much of it a la Vampire Diaries and other things. It's my personal opinion, I guess. Do you like love triangles specifically with siblings or...? No, 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 I don't. Oh, you don't? No, 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 that's the thing. Yeah, a la, like, yeah, Vampire Diaries where, like, you know, it's Stefan and Damon are for Elena. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I had a list somewhere where there were other like you know sibling dynamic things for, but yeah, just fallen. that one just oh is isn't it fallen? 
They're not siblings, but they're angels, and there's two guys after her. But there may as well be siblings. There may as well be at that point, yeah. Because they're all archangels or some shit. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and even Crescent City, like, the vibe afterwards, like, yeah, that really annoys me. Yeah. But anyway, my favourite book tropes are I also like a good old enemies to lovers. I like friends to enemies to lovers. It just ends a bit bit of drama. Yeah. It's great. I don't mind a forbidden love, which also probably falls into the whole enemies to lovers as well. It's yeah. all probably interconnected. And I don't mind an amnesia trope. I think that's pretty cool. I like the forbidden love, like the, um, I don't know, like in um, Throne of Glass, how like Kale falls in love, like with Selena. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even though like he's the prince's guard and she's an assassin. Becomes very complicated in the end. Yes. And yeah, amnesia, just because it would just be cool to like re, like main characters to like relive their relationship over and like fall in love again type of thing. Mm. I enjoy that. Also, don't mind a one one bed trope. A little bit overdone. (laughs) Of course, to coincide with our favourites, what's your least favourite tropes that you've seen? I'm sure we'll have also similar My least favourite is everything is easier when you're rich. (laughs) Yes, that's me pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and pregnancy. Okay, yep. Which yep. I've noticed um, a bit of a um, thing, a bit of a theme in Colleen Hoover books in that nearly every one of her books someone ends up pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once the main character yeah, finally gets together with that love interest, like it's yeah. always in an epilogue or a couple of years away, it's like, yeah, we have a kid now. I suppose not because not all of those books – have sequels or gonna get sequels bar it ends with us yeah i don't know i think it could also give off the idea that a character a female character can only be happy with having a kid at the end of the day and also like i hate pregnancy when especially when they're rushed or whatever like they've had like like within a year of like meeting their new romantic partner or whatever yeah yeah like um oh not not quite a qatar but quite like Akatar yeah as well yeah. it's like well yeah when they're immortal you have all the time in the world but it's like let's have a baby right now and it's gonna kill you <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right yeah i'll go through mine real quick yeah pregnancy the billionaire or millionaire love interest yeah because they just pay for everything there's no struggle i like a bit of hustle yeah um oh what i just said yeah love triangle with like you know between siblings and brothers sisters types of things like they have to the main character picks one or yeah. the other yeah i don't like that at all my last least favourite trope is kind of like, not that we've encountered it much, but I'll give you an example of the vibe in a second. Yep. But like the authoritative figure with like a subordinate. Uh, subordinate. Oh, yeah. Like even, I know it's not in the uh, the love hypothesis, but like the fact that he's a teacher and she's a student and they're just at the same school. Yeah, how do you feel then about... Well, to be f- once I revisit it, it'll refresh into my mind. It's probably oh. <laughs> not, not not that great, but I feel like fantasy has a whole different set of rules. Yeah, and the way we look at things, yeah. but in like the modern world, because oh, because there's a sense of realism, and it's like, well, but that's probably just me. But yeah, Dimitri and Rose. Yeah, she's technically yeah. No, yeah, she's seventeen. You know what? I think it, I think it's no, no, no. That's not what I was where I was going. Right? <laughs> oh. Just to be clear. <laughs> She's a student learning, or is she just being a bodyguard? But also the age gap would probably She's be a fucked. student bodyguard. She's learning yeah, yeah, how okay. to be a proper guard. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it, but the book series is great. It's I know, it's so good. 
But yeah, th- those are my tropes. I'm just trying nice. to think of any on the fly. But yeah, the billionaire one, it sucks. I quite liked reminders of him in the sense where she, where Kenna was like got, trying to find jobs and yeah. doing all that. Like the hustle. Yeah. I don't mind the hustle. Yeah. Then, yeah, there are other books where they just spend money willy nilly and it's like, how do you survive on that income? Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, even in. Even, and when they're us, students as well. Like. Yeah, it's like, how can you afford to go to all these places? Like, yeah. On your reading styles, are you a read in silence type or do you need background noise or. Um, I prefer a bit of silence. I don't mind a bit of background noise if it's like quiet, but um, I, know, I feel like I need to concentrate as well. But if I'm reading out in the lounge or in, a, in the dining room and I can hear a TV going, like it's not going to bother me. But if I was in the lounge room and, you know, the TV's like blaring, I'll find it really hard and would probably be distracted. So yeah, majority silence, I guess. What about you? Same. I like, yeah, if the TV's on, like if James is watching something or something like that, then I'll watch. Then I can read um, in the background. But yeah, I prefer reading in silence. I've also added onto this as well that I'm not a huge audio book fan for myself. Ooh, I didn't like, think Like I know, that. like I'm really good. Um, I think they're really great for like accessibility and stuff. But personally, like if I'm listening to an audio book, I tend to like disassociate like a little bit and I'll like start thinking mm-hmm. about other things and then I miss chunks. <laughs> yeah. I have tried an audio book because there was, a, I think on Spotify, there are some audio books as well. So mm. I tried like, I say reading, but listening to yeah. the Mortal Engines, that book. Yeah. And like, it was great. But then it got to a point where, like, I would want to listen to music and then I'd forget where I was. So yeah. That was just, but that's only an issue for Spotify. But I'm also very picky about the narrator and, like, the mm, tone of voice. Same. And if, they, and if they, say, kind of act out the characters and put on voices and stuff like that, like, that can kind of be off-putting for me or... Maybe I just haven't given it a full chance. I like obviously like have a imagined voice for the characters in my head and then if it doesn't match, I'm just like, oh no. And yeah. then also like yeah. I I'd like to try some of those like graphic audio books. I think the I've ones that have like the background snippets. noise and stuff and it's because it's like a movie without the movie, but I've seen like well I've heard some like audios from them and I don't know how I feel about some voices. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I've seen a couple of snippets of Akata ones and I think Yeah, it's they're the ones that cringe. I've seen. It's yeah. more cringe than like appealing, but yeah. If that's if that's what gets people going, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Now with my schedule a bit more compact, even driving around, I don't think I'd break through audiobooks that as quickly as I probably would have liked. Yeah. I don't know. I also like just physically holding the book as well. Oh, just another, yeah, off the fly. Like, yeah, do you prefer physical books as, abo- as opposed to anything else? Um, I, you know me and my illegal downloading activities of books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, oh, it depends. So, like, with Akatar, I read PDFs first. But I think because it's like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to like it before I buy mm. the physical copies. And then I loved it, so I did. So, yeah, like, I don't have a preference. Like, I like the ease of, like, taking my PDFs anywhere, which is, like, just get a Kindle. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I also like having a stacked bookshelf and, like, all the different colours and stuff, so... <laughs> Yeah, and just, like, the pretty covers as well and just aesthetically Yeah, and I think that's what started my I don't read blurbs thing because I read a lot of, like, online versions of books and so obviously, like, they don't have a blurb, so. 
Yeah, I remember yeah, in high school that with the House of Night series, I remember like some one of our friends had like a, a file like a huge file or a folder and it's just all the House of Night books. Yeah. And then also like the only thing again is all like a negative, like when I was reading Akatar as the PDF versions, I got to um Frost and Starlight and I read it in like a couple of hours and I was like, Oh, is this it? Like it just ended. And I was like, Oh, I have I've missed half the book or whatever. Like I didn't realize how short yeah. it was. Not that we condone illegally acquired books or PDFs books, more so PDFs. But I suppose being younger, like, didn't have much of a job. Like, you couldn't afford to just buy books willy-nilly. Yeah. So you had to take such drastic measures. I took risks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, you risked all the viruses. Uh, I'd risk it all. <laughs> <laughs> and malware soft. For those I love, I will sacrifice. Oh, remember LimeWire and BearShare? Yeah. yeah. All those things. Oh, my God. I'm surprised that, like, my identity hasn't been stolen. <laughs> with the amount of, like, bullshit we've <laughs> went discovered on the internet and like even if it is a pdf version i need it to look a certain way on my phone otherwise i would be discouraged from reading it because i think you acquired punk 57 and i don't know if we end up gonna read it at all i really think you should read it Okay, so you changed your mind. <laughs> okay, no, so, like, okay, seeing what we're talking about, I love this little chit-chat that we got going on. Um, I enjoyed it. The only thing now is fine. I find it really hard to, like, enjoy YA. It shouldn't be YA. It should not be classed as YA. But anyway, I'll call it new adult. But, like, because they're teenagers and they're in high school and I'm, like, I feel dirty and wrong reading about high schoolers doing yeah. this kind of stuff. So, like, I just try to imagine, like, oh, they're in university. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. For that, I'll I'll add it to my list of things to read. But yeah, I was just gonna say with that PDF version, it just looks weird on my phone. So like, I'm discouraged from reading it. But of course, I'll inevitably get a Kindle, and then times will be different. Times will be better. Yeah. It'll be great. Alrighty, Kenzie. Do you prefer to read during the day or at night? Like, what's your time period? <sighs> I'm. I like a night read. I like. I've having my shower, like doing my skincare, and then I get my nice cup of tea. I settle into bed. I get my little book light, and then I read until two a.m. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fair enough. That is your self care regime. Yes. We love what it. about you? Um, <laughs> given my work schedule, it's mostly oh, yeah. throughout the day. Mostly throughout the day, but I don't know how I'm going to go now. Which yeah. I'm quite excited to purchase a Kindle in the future, or with the tax, with my tax money, Ooh, just because yeah. I need the perfect reading situation when it's with the physical book. Because like my land room, it's a bit too dark, and so it's hard to read. Even with my light, it's kind of yeah. weird. It's a weird setup. Uh, in my dining room, it's it's ideal because there's a nice bright light. The only issue is it gets really cold in there sometimes. Yeah. And even in my room, it gets pretty cold in there. So, but if I have a Kindle, I'll be able to like lie in bed and read, or sit in the lounge. I can't talk. Sit in the lounge <laughs> and read, and it'll just be perfect. So I'm just navigating. It's just the environment. Yeah. That bothers me. But ultimately, I like reading during the day. But I do not mind a little huge final push in the night or into the midnights because I need to get it I need to read it yeah (laughs) I need to get it done yeah and then that's where I'm at most uh, emotional yeah (laughs) fun question are we going to revisit any books from our teenage years for the potty well I am currently rereading house of night yep um and that's a fun time I got a bit of a burnout because it's 12 books <laughs> yeah, so I've I know but still and like I was reading because I wasn't reading them for the podcast and I was reading other books for the podcast at the same time 
So I got a little bit of burnout, so I've got to get back onto it. I think I'm up to book nine. Final I'm three. so close, I know. Um, and I've also written I'd love to revisit Twilight <laughs> okay. um, and Vampire Academy. And now that we're talking about it, I would love to revisit, like, Fault in Our Stars and Looking for Alaska. Oh, yes. I would love to do that Yeah, as well. now as an adult. <laughs> yeah, looking back. Because that it was like a cultural reset, those books. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh yeah, Fault in Our Stars got so much shit as well for it as well. Like, it's a great, it's a, yeah, it's a good book, and yeah. But yeah, lucky, lucky for us, yeah, House of Night is on the cards for the potty. Eventually, we've just got a few things to sort out before we get stuck into that. Mm-hmm. But that is coming soon. There are, I think, there are rumors on the of a TV show for TV show. Yeah, it's been so greenlit, I think, but they're waiting for a studio to pick it up. Oh, okay, see, that's weird. You're, I would have thought it was the other way around. Like, yeah. So who greenlit it? I don't know. Like, there's scripts. So there's writers. Okay. But that happened. Did right. you hear about the Akatar stuff? So there's a script, and it was greenlit and everything, and a studio picked it up. But now it's like being put on the back burner I or think something. I think I see online as well that it's like pilot season for for big yeah. studios in America and stuff. So like, fair enough. Like. Nothing is probably set in stone yet because they yeah. can see what's being picked up and not uh, for current TV shows. Yeah. yeah. See, I find it weird. See, obviously, I don't under- don't know the system, obviously, but like, how, yeah, how could something be greenlit, but then you'd need the studio to pick it up? I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. They probably have all the fundamental planning, but now it's just like, please, we just need the money. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand how these things work, but. Yeah. So House of Night TV show, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it i don't think it's really cool i know we're getting a vampire academy tv show series yeah Yeah, and that's been like cast and filmed and stuff so that's yeah yeah. quite a diverse cast again it got a lot of shit for it because Mm. because of the diversity it's like fuck off yeah (laughs) let's be happy we're getting a tv show yeah i quite liked the first movie though i think it was good i just think it came out like at, in at between time. yeah like the twilight phase and like the dystopian and like it just couldn't like land on its niche yeah that's very fair yeah vampires was just coming out I yeah. guess. and i think it was very much like filmed because i think it was like pg-13 or something i'll do a quick google yeah i think it was pg-13 and so i think it was very much marketed as like a young teen girly movie when it's like mm. no, could have been pretty cool 14 oh fudge Really? Yeah. Well, that's still in that in between that Twilight and dystopian. Yeah. Let's look at the cast. Zoe Dutch, Lucy Fry, Dominic Shearwood was in it. Yep. Mm. Sarah Highland. Yes. Yeah. Natalie. Any other big... Claire Foy was in it. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and any other big names that I can see? Not quite. Others I just don't really know about. But yeah, 2014, Jesus, it's so long ago, but then sometimes it's not that long ago. Zoe was a great, um, oh no, I don't even remember the character's name. Um, Rose. Rose, Rose, that's it, yeah. You know what, I'm going to look up the new cast, Vampire Academy, 2022. Oh, it says it might come out in 2022. Oh. Alright, let's see who's in it. Daniela Neves, Jennifer Kirby. Oh, Jennifer Kirby was on Call the Midwife. Louisa Connolly Burnham, Alex Hafner. Yeah, who's Dimitri? Unless he's so down the list. Sissy Stringer is Rose. I don't think they're in order from... But yeah, anyway, should be good. Looking forward to it. I also agree with all of those show uh, books. 
uh, House of Night Vampire Academy, even the Fallen series, I wouldn't mind coming back to that. Hmm. And, like, I don't know, I might have to do a bit of research. Of yeah, like, I read the Fallen books and they were primo. Yeah. I want to do maybe even a bit of research into, like, the popular books around, say, maybe 20, 2012 or 2010 to 2014 because that's, like, our peak high school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. level. So, like, I would love to revisit a couple other series then. Yeah. Probably not, not Hunger Games or probably, um, what else? Maybe not even Maze Runner. Divergent. Did you ever read, read Divergent? Yeah, I read Divergent. Um, I remember when Allegiant came out and like me and a couple other people were like, we were like harassing Dimmix. We we're like, when is it coming out? It said it was going to come out today. Why isn't it out today? Because we're stupid teenagers and didn't know, understand the concept of, sure, it's released today. It doesn't mean it's here today. Yeah. But yeah, I was so stressed about it. And I think I read it in a night. I read it that wow. night. <laughs> and yeah, obviously a bit annoyed with the ending, but... So, yeah, speaking of annoyed endings and stuff, do you have any book regrets or, like, any do not finish, like, did not finish? (laughs) All right, people, don't come for me. I lived in a pretty poor life (laughs) growing up, had a very unorthodox orthodox upbringing so like I'm very kind of uncultured but I'm making up for it now by like (laughs) being hyper aware of all the memes and what's happening on the internet in life (laughs) so in saying that I've never read Harry Potter (laughs) sorry burn Um, the witch (laughs) I distinctly remember sitting down on my bed and trying to read Prisoner of Azkaban I think or was it Goblet of Flyer I don't know Flyer Flyer. (laughs) I, I just can't talk today sorry but the thing was it was like, we had the series. It's fine. I remember even going and picking up uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Mm-hmm. Like, there was just a huge stack of books, I think, somewhere in town. Because, obviously, it was super big yeah. back then. But, yeah, there were always, like, my brother's books. And they were always in his room. So, I felt like, well, it's his stuff. I'm not going to read or intrude on his stuff yeah. type of thing as well. So, that's why I never read it. Although, I'm low-key thinking of, like, now that I think about it, I don't want to chuck out the old books. But, like, they're all old and torn and weathered, like... And, I mean, it, they're OG. They might be worth a bit of money in the future. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. But I want to, yeah, buy a fresh series set so I have the continuity and then I could just, like, one day just smash it out. But um, I also never read Lord of the Rings <laughs> or watched the TV, uh, the movies, so don't come for me. Sorry. I remember in primary school, one of our teachers read, read us The Hobbit. So, like, not that any oh, of that yes. information retained, but, like, <laughs> I technically read it. I also tried reading Shadowhunters City of Bones, like, three times, <laughs> and I always end it at the same spot. It's, like, it's really early on when they're in the club. It's, like, fuck, I can't do it. Maybe we can try and revisit that in yeah. the potty. Uh, force myself to finish it. And then everything else, I kind of haven't DNF'd anything yet. But um, it'll make for an interesting podcast episode if one of us ever did dnf a book. <laughs> It's like, ooh, what do we do from here? Where do we yeah. go? <laughs> About you, book regrets? Any DNFs? Um, I nearly didn't finish The Cruel Prince. And it's not that I regret reading it. I was just lied to by Book Talk. And it <laughs> is very much a young adult teen, which is fine. But it's just I am a bit beyond that now. Um, so Thanks Sarah J Mass for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I just wasn't aware of Lord of the Rings as, like, a fandom or anything. Like, I didn't know what it was growing up. Like, I only – I think I watched, like, the movies, in like, well into my adulthood. And I only read Harry Potter once, but I distinctly remember for the last three 
books, I think, or like maybe the last two, like Half-Blood and then Deathly Hallows, I had, it must have been like an anniversary book or something. They were black hard covers and they had dust jackets and they had like the prettiest like art on the front and like on um Half-Blood prints, it was like the locket. Oh, like the okay. Horcrux and it was so pretty and I have these like recurring like memories of like the books and I've never been able to find them since so I don't know if I'm making it up but <laughs> no, I Ken- distinctly remember it. <laughs> Kenzie you're totally crazy. <laughs> so hang on so what was it? De- it was Deathly Half-Blood Prince. Oh uh, that's not it. <laughs> uh, yeah I just saw a black one a black cover and I was like yeah no that's not it. And that's the thing with my set at home or the set that I currently have, like it's a mix between paperback and hardcover. So I want some continuity. And like even in Target now, there's so many varying covers. Yeah. And it's just like, I just want the OGs back. So yeah, that. And then I'll go back to my other, like, oh, and I also never read Divergent or anything. Um, because I was going to, but then I was sitting on a train with some friends and one of my friends was reading one of the divert, it must've been like the last one or something. And, um, my friend blurted out a spoiler, like a pretty big spoiler. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to read. I don't want to read that anymore. Veronica Roth, she took some risks. Yeah. And now like, I would like to read it to see how that occurs and how different. All right. you read Divergent, I'll read Cruel Prince, we'll be even. Okay, and I've also never read, like, the Mortal Instruments or anything because I just – I watched, like, the movie and the TV show, but I just keep seeing, like, there's so many books and I'm like, I don't know where to start and I keep seeing, like, really differing, like, opinions on, like, where to start and stuff, so. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's, like – I think there's a series called The Selection as mm. well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. big as well. Yeah. There was oh, – I don't know if it's this is the series title, but it's part of the series, but it's like The Clockwork Princess or something. It's like... That's part of someone... um, Mortal Instruments. More, okay, yeah. But there's yeah. another particular series that's oh, very popular. I think it's also by Cassandra Clare. I'll have a quick squid. Yeah. I think that's her name. Yeah. Yeah, it's like The Clockwork Prince or some shit. Yeah. So is that part of Shadowhunters or is it yep. like an off... It's part of it's in the universe. Oh I yeah, think. oh yeah. Shadowhunters Chronicles archives. Jesus, how many books does it have to be to be a Chronicles? Mm. A shit ton. Yeah, like yeah, Clockwork Angel, all that stuff. Because yeah, I've heard of the selection, and mm. I thought that was pretty good. But then like it, then it got to a point where like every popular book was like strong female character, like saves mm-hmm. the day, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm a little bit over it. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind. She's different from other girls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying having another go at Percy Jackson. Mm. Or I don't think I ever tried reading I never Percy, read Percy Jackson, Jackson, but I wouldn't mind another Greek mythology sort of phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, City of Glass. Yeah, that's also Mortal Instruments. Mm-hmm. There was distinctly others, which... Did you read the Fifty Shades series? How was I it? actually had... Re- heart, like, there were some moments where I was like, this is messed up, but, like, yeah, I don't know, I enjoyed it. It was cool. The The movies really gloss over a lot of the plot. So, um, But I used to, um, again, I illegally downloaded them because <laughs> I I was underage. I didn't want to, like, get in trouble for buying them. Um, and my friends and I had two really good friends in high school and we would sit – this is a throwback – we would sit on Skype every night for half an hour <laughs> oh, no. after study and we would read it together. Yeah. And I was always like a little bit ahead and so I'd be like <gasps> like and always like really dramatic about things I'm like, are you up to this part yet? Like 
<laughs> also, yeah, the uh, yeah the it was the infernal devices, which is what I was thinking of. But yeah, yeah that's mortal instruments stuff. So yeah, never mind. But yeah, perhaps could be something to revisit. Mm. But yeah, um, I think I had the book. Like the book was at home. I think my mum must have bought it or something. But like never read it but I would like skim past it and you know you uh, look at like, you fall on pages of inappropriate smart yeah. things like oh I don't like this I don't think I've even se- I haven't seen the movie yet. I've seen bits and pieces I think but yeah that type of thing love it it was the biggest meme as well just because yeah. it was a Twilight fan fiction yeah I was just going to say, it's very separated from the actual Twilight. Exactly, and that's what I like about it, because I can be like, this is hilarious, but also, yeah, it's so far removed from the Twilight universe. And then other fan fiction, yeah, again, I know we already talked about it on the Love Hypothesis one, but yeah, look, it, it seems too similar to Raylo. Well, the fact that R- they Rilo. used the same name. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, it would be okay, like like I said in the Love Hypothesis um, podcast, if they had used, like, Kyle or something instead of Adam, then that would have, yeah. like, been a little bit better because it's still about the fictional character. But because you've done Adam, like, it's kind of bringing the real person into it. It's like... <sighs> yeah, real actor. Yeah, don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I just realised, because I'm going through, like, a list of popular books between certain time, and I think I was up to a... I technically DNF'd Vampire Academy now that I think about it, but that's just because I just forgot about it, I think. I didn't DNF it, but I didn't read the second book. I didn't DNF it because I didn't like it. It's just circumstances. I've just forgotten it. I think I was up to the third book, I remember now. But you didn't read the second one? Nah. I don't know why. I just heard that it was like a bit of like a filler one and then it got good afterwards. So I just skipped it and I just looked up the synopsis. Maybe we just need to stop listening to outside noise. <laughs> Maybe that's something. Otherwise, it's influencing our decisions. We need to stop doing that, perhaps. And this is where all of Book Talk just goes up and roar because Book Talk is our dictator right now. As yes. Well. Um, okay, seeing as you've brought up Book Talk, is there anything that you have learned from Book Talk that you didn't know previously? Uh, in terms of general things, like, you know, different publishing companies publish their own, like, variations of books like in terms of height and width and yeah. like hard and art. blurbs because our red white and royal blue blurbs are different yeah and blurbs and stuff but i just think why can't no matter which country you're in or whichever you publish from i don't know this, this is going to sound very stupid and ignorant but i just don't know you have your like concept art and like your internal details of, so like font size and margins and all that shit mm. and like it just it's the same everywhere Otherwise, I think it's just a money-hungry thing, yeah. money-hungry grabbing thing. Yeah, the only time I will ever say this is about books, but sometimes I wish I lived in America just for, like, their releases, their bookstores, their yeah. bonus co- – and that's so that's what I've learned is bonus content. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't realise that, like, that was a thing, like, different countries and different publishers and stuff get different content and bonus chapters in their books and such. Yeah, it seems a bit – silly and unfair again we we have our opinions on bonus chapters yeah. <laughs> we hate it unless it's accessible to everybody yeah but yeah um and like even i've been seeing a lot of like boxes which is like a subscription service and like you get a book and you get like fun little bits and pieces from it and it's like the hard covers and art and all the pages it looks fantastic but then i'm like what's the ip copyright situation like there so obviously the only thing that's out of the publisher's control is probably how it's printed. Yeah. Like, the paper itself. 
that is fine but like everything else same content like uh, concept art and all that type of stuff height width because i think i saw someone have like issues with crescent city book like they got not like the matching hardcover but that one of that covers was like the uk version it's like why does it even have to be a uk version it's like why can't it all be the same and it pisses yeah. me off it's just a, such a money grab as well yeah and like even now like again as we were just talking before about the harry potter stuff how there's like reprints of all the different covers it's like yeah why? and then like <laughs> the 20th anniversary like covers yeah. and stuff yeah in saying that we also did buy the collector's edition of akatar and throne of glass first books but like <laughs> that's different yes. <laughs> but then also there was two different versions of the throne of glass collector's edition Oh, right. Yeah. See, like, look, so I don't know what's going on there. I just think everything should be published the same. Yeah. I suppose in life there's a lot of exclusivities, but I feel like, especially in Australia, we don't get a lot of luxury in that department. But yeah, I see on BookTok as well, like, there's a particular Waterstones in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, they have really good, like, covers and hardcover art yeah. and all that type of stuff. And it's like, I wish we had something like that here. All we have is Dimmicks. <laughs> Yeah, Dimmicks. <laughs> no hate to Dimmicks. No, like, yeah, I love Dimmicks, but geez. I still have some gift card money to spend there, so oh I don't want to piss, piss them off. <laughs> I w- yeah, I do want to get sponsored by them. <laughs> yeah, one day, hopefully. May- maybe we can open a, you, you know, your one of your big dreams is to have like a book cafe thing happening, so maybe we can be like the hardcover Australia yeah. place. <laughs> Oh, and I'm looking online, and I don't know if Waterstones, it's like seven pounds, six pounds for books. It's like, what is going on? Where the crawdad thing is eight pounds? Far out. But that's like $16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think about like, yeah, like a little book, like a Colleen Hoover, if it's on sale, it's like $16 sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's my five cents. I also recently stumbled upon... I think someone, someone's a book talker's live and they were talking about, because I think they must have seen a teenager try and buy Silver Flame or no, from Blood and Ash. Mm. And apparently there's some spicy scenes and it's like navigating that situation where it's like young adult or young person should not be reading this because of their age. Well, this was me when I saw a person in a um, school uniform buying Silver Flames. Yeah. And I was like, good on you, because it's a good book. But, like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, the content of this, like, it is very adult. Do there need to be, like, content warnings, like, on TV shows and stuff? Yeah. Like, M, M15R? Well, even, like, on my House of Night books on the back, it says, like, not suitable for younger readers. Although I do read the blurb, I don't really flick it, flick around just to see if there is any of those, like, content warnings, to oh, be yeah. honest. but I'll check if Silver Flames has it. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, back to like book covers and publishing. The whole Silver Flames fiasco pissed me right off. Like, why couldn't it have been orange from the get go? Yeah, and then I know that like ours are fine, but then yeah, some of them are printed like well, some of them are bigger like heights than the other ones. Yeah, it's like goddamn. If you know you're having a series, have the whole have continuity. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you look at it and you think it's a bit of a money grab there. Yeah. Oh, well. Anything else you've learned in book talk or about book talk or like any sort of thing? Um, If you have a thousand books, you're considered a library. Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> I saw a chick like literally count. Yeah, you hers. sent that one to me. And now she's a library. She has her own like watermark stamp thing to put in her oh, books. Nice. And yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw that she, physical books she had, she was just off. But then she's like, do audiobooks count or do mm. Kindle count? So... No, that's funny. I don't think I'll ever have a thousand books. Yeah, because that would be like thousands of dollars. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
especially for Australia. Mm-hmm. And just another thing, like Australian bookstores, they are quite on top of like the popular books, especially mm. if it's like modern romance types and like singular. I feel novels. like they're much better now because I remember going yeah to bookstores as a teenager and even like House of Night. Like I had to order, like I've had to order them again this time. But like I had to order House of Night when I was a teenager, and I had to order like some John Green books, like because mm. I feel like yeah they were just like a bit behind the times. Because, like, they would release in America and then they would release here. Yeah, but I guess now with social, the power of social media, like, it's, yeah, it's very easy to be on top of what's what's popular and what's not. Yeah. Um, but even still, like, especially at Dimmix, you can only get the hardcover of From Blood and Ash, and I am not paying $70 for that book. <laughs> and all you have to um, order it from their American store, which they say yeah. is quite expensive. So we're just going to Amazon. Yeah, for sure, eventually. Or even just Kindle, eventually, yeah. when that comes around. As we've probably seen across all the TikToks, like, Australia is just getting, like, Plated Prisoner series. Yeah. And all that as well. So, like, a lot of hot books are coming through. I remember last year when I first got back into the reading, which is thanks to you, Kenzie. You're welcome. Forever, forever <laughs> indebted to you. I remember one of the first books I ordered was like Dance of Thieves because I'd heard so much about it. Mm. And like I had to order that and wait like three weeks. But then now it's like in store and I just picked up the second book today just so I can have it ready because I know I'm going to enjoy it. But yeah, it just shows you yeah, how far bookstores are coming yeah. along. And then I think Big W and Target are just kind of picking it up as well. Also at a much more appropriate price, but... I don't know if we have any other bookstores kind of in our area. Oh, we have QBD as well. Yeah. Which is pretty much Dimmix 2.0. Yeah, but I feel like their range isn't as great. It's quite extensive. Like, it's really hard as well, yeah, between the two. But yeah, also just another thing on BookTok, there's a lot of shipping wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> especially especially in Akata, and it yes. annoys me. Oh, also, like, and this is just me being, like, a high and mighty person, but, like, Amer- I feel like it's always the Americans who say Archeron for, like, the way they pronounce <laughs> yeah. last names, yeah. and, like, it's yeah. so clearly meant to be Archeron, like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh. And, yeah, just, like, pronunciations of things when it's, like, we literally have pronunciation guides in the backs of books, actually, while we're on that topic. <laughs> okay. Let me just get out my collector's edition of Court of Thorns and Roses because it has the pronunciation guide. I'd laugh if you just went on that spiel and you ended up being wrong. Okay, well, their last name's ain't in it, so. But I'm right. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Little pet peeves like that, I guess. Yeah. It's always the Americans. Sorry, Americans, I love you. <laughs> yeah, don't cancel her. Don't shoot me. This is all, this, this is all on her. Ooh, <laughs> there was a shooting recently. Relax. <laughs> there was a shooting at a 4th of July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Recently. Yeah. So much for freedom, am I right? Freedom if you're a cis white man. Yep. All right, moving on. That's <laughs> no, okay. That's no, okay. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a bad edit, so, like... Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Gonna... <laughs> I'll be the bad guy. You'll be the villain. Honestly, now that we say that, like, it's turning a little bit of a bitch session, which I kind of like. <laughs> Get all our quarrels out there. But, you know, just a lot of shipping wars. Because I remember back in the day, like, especially in Hunger Games, I'd, I would think to myself, oh, I would like Finnick and Katniss to get together. And then that was it. Like, nothing yeah. came of it. I wasn't yeah. fighting in the trenches yeah, for their love but yeah but now it's very intense and i wonder i feel sorry for authors who have that sort of pressure because you don't want to alienate any particular side of of the fandoms but at the end of the day whatever their intention is like they're gonna fulfill it one way or yeah. another 
I think, and I just think people just become so kind of delusioned in this sh- in the ship again, fighting in the trenches, and it's like it's just a story. Relax, mm. <laughs> take a breath outside. Other than that, book talk's great. I like I like just scrolling through the content and hearing what people have to say and their opinions. It's great. Feels so like minded. Alrighty, probably the last question, uh, unless we deviate and go on a tangent. What are your, who are your favorite book talkers, creators, slash other podcasters, slash any influential peoples that you have come across? I don't really have any favorite book talkers, just because like I only like come across book talk sometimes. I don't really spend a lot of time on book talk. And yep. it's mainly just like people um recommending books and I'll, and I'll just yep. like it and move on. But my favorite content creators, well, apart from us, um, <laughs> well, I wouldn't really <laughs> call us content creators. Okay. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> Letterbox Book Club. <laughs> um, I love a book and a bev because they're Aussie as well, and we love Aussie queens. Yeah, Aussies supporting Aussies, we yes. love it. Yeah, love their energy. But yeah, a few. I have a few because, like, I well, Kenzie, to change your mind, you just need to spend a couple of hours on the potty TikTok, and you'll be right. Okay, <laughs> you'll be indoctrinated. <laughs> but yeah, I see a lot of these people on my regular TikTok and the potty TikTok. But um, so I'll go through a little list. A majority of these are Australian as well, which is pretty cool. Again, Aussies supporting Aussies, and just I don't know, just how it came about. So the username is Imagine This Life with Me. Uh, she is a, a girl named Sophie and she is more of a Pharaoh cosplayer. So like you might see little scenarios and acting stuffs as well. So like I like her stuff. It's great. Um, conversely, I like B Loves Books, which is B. She is a Bryce cosplayer and I think from what I understand, her and Sophie live together. So like it's a nice Bryce Pharaoh bonding mm. type of thing. Um, there's another Bryce cosplayer called KB Reading. Mm-hmm. I'd probably know these if I actually cared about their Use it. Well, Probably. not if I can't. So if I looked at their yeah, if you yeah, like I see them pop up a lot. Do you like a book and a bev? Oh yeah, and Sophie and B they're also Australian, so mm-hmm. Aussies supporting Aussies. Love that book and a bev. Love them. Uh, the Bibliovert podcast, which is an American book podcast, which is good because we're covering kind of similar books. And I don't know how I stumbled across it, but I know I enjoy their banter. Although their episodes are quite long, but I suppose. It started off with four people, so like having four people have an opinion on each point would yeah. take some time. That's okay. I'm sure you'll be familiar with this guy, Kenzie, Jaden Cooley. He's mm-hmm. the guy that sits in his car. And he's, oh gets yes, excited I love about him. All the books. <laughs> yeah, he reads at the beach. I like all his recommendations. I liked it when he was reading Akatar because we were just finishing Akatar mm, as well. Yeah, and same with Throne of Glass. Yeah, it was it was a full journey together. Yeah. It was great. I like his stuff. And then finally, oh, he's also Australian. And then. This last person who is also Australian, uh, Stacey Bookspace. She she does the um, turning my husband into a fictional man sort of series where like oh, yeah. funny funny skits. Yeah, she's an author as well, and she has a book coming out in September, I think. It's called Ledge, and uh, it's very gives me like YA dystopian like you know female lead character vibes as well. So so I'm hoping to read that. Might we could we could probably do it on the potty if that's okay with you, Kenzie. Perhaps once we get our hands on it. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I just see other cosplayers. Not enough to really take notice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do recognize ones that are very familiar on my or very consistent on my page. So they're it. I quite like it. Those are my book talkers for the time being. And then, yeah, like you, I get a lot of book recommendations or what's this person reading right now yeah. type of thing. And 
Yeah, it's all good in the hood. Alrighty. Well, that's all the questions that I had. And we've went on a couple of little tangents, which is alright. Yeah, I like the energy we've created in the studio today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Um, I don't know, nothing else to end? No, I think, yeah, I've said all I needed to in my tangents. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Alrighty, well, that's it. If you've lasted the entire episode, thanks for listening. Hope you learnt a thing or two about hope, us. Yeah, hope you've enjoyed getting to know us a little bit more. Um, and I think in the future, we're just hoping to have, like, topical conversations. More so just something different, because I know sometimes, like, you can get into a bit of a reading slump and you might fall behind your schedule or technical difficulties may arise, so we might need some stuff on the on the back burner. Yeah, I think just to, yeah, break up the content a little bit, just to... Yeah, for sure. Um, so hopefully we'll pump and out a few more of them. I know that, yeah, a lot of people aren't particularly as into fantasy as us. So in between, yeah, like the modern romance and the fantasy and stuff, like it's good to pad it a little bit with other content. Yeah, cleanse the palate as well in a way. Yes. So yeah, keep an ear out for those types of things as well in the future. And yeah, I guess that's it. Be sure to check out next week's book. We'll be talking about You've Reached Sam. Mm-hmm. I hear it's a heartbreaking one. <laughs> I sobbed for hours. <laughs> I again, I'm holding on to the hope. I want a good cry. This better it is. It's again like it's very much YA, but it hurts. Yeah, it hurts yep. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward. Look forward to it. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Catches next time. See you on the flip flop, everyone. Bye. Bye.